What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and letting you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. On the way to the top floor. I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of rumors to motivate. Hold all the moves, I'm a play play. On the way. On the way, on the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next, but I'm on the way. You ain't take risks 'cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way, on the way. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier Miller, sitting with my co-host, uh, Deanna Kent. What's up, everybody? And today, this is going to be another super dope, informal episode, and we have Will. He's uh, he's the, he's the owner of Apex Home Solution. He's also a real estate investor, and he's doing a lot of dope, great things. He always, uh, I follow him on Twitter. He always putting out dope content, so I'm like, yeah, I'll <laughs> definitely like for him to come on the show. So welcome to the show, bro. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Most definitely, most definitely, man. And uh, the first question we love asking our guests is, like, so what was the start to, to you doing all the things you're doing now? What was the start? <laughs> so, um, so I started, Um, I basically started soon as I jumped out of high school. I was like, I think I was like 17. So as soon as, um, you know, I, I got on these Sean Terry podcasts and I watched a lot of videos. So, you know, it took me... Um, I think, like, from the middle of senior year uh, to, like, a week after I graduated, that's how long it took to actually get that first deal, mm. you know? This week. Yeah, yeah man, it's um, it's been a journey since then. I mean, um, it was tough. It was tough at the beginning, mainly because I didn't I didn't really have a, um, you know, I didn't, have, I didn't have a mentor. Right. I didn't have anybody out there guiding me. So what I was doing, I was locking up contracts, like, freaking 90% of ARV. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was I was locking up everything and just throwing everything on the wall, seeing what sticks. Um, but you know, in order to be successful, dude, you gotta you gotta have that initiative. You have you actually have to go out there and do it, not mm. just not just uh, not just sit there on your laptop and just listen to podcasts and you know, seeing hearing all this information. You gotta actually go out there and do it, even if you're gonna fail, even if you're gonna even if you might look kind of stupid at the beginning. But you know, it's worth it because you get that experience. Mm. So yeah, man, that's how I started. Um, at the beginning, um, but after that, I mean, it's just been, you know, it's been pretty cake after that. So. so how many years total has it been for you? Um, I've been full-time wholesaling for like a year, a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, before that, I was like dabbling in and out, trying to get a deal, um, trying to get deals and, you know, just, um, yeah, just going on crazy Zillow and I wasn't really doing, I wasn't really doing what I'm doing now. I wasn't putting in the marketing money. That's where I messed up at the beginning. You know, I grabbed a check and I just paid off debt because I quit. I quit before I got my first deal. I quit my job before I got my first deal. And why was that? Because, dude, I was I was tired. I wasn't, I mean, I, I, I already, dude, I already got, I already had it stuck in my mind. I'm a real estate investor. Right. I'm not going to listen to nobody. This guy, you know, and I was working as a server. I was working at a, as a server at a restaurant and you know, I'm over here talking business, and I'm, I'm asking the owners, like, hey, so how you got into real estate, this and that, business, and this and that, and everybody looked at me dumb, so, you know, and the boss, you're like, nah, man, you're, you're not a real estate investor. Go ahead and, uh, you know, go to school, get a job, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, so I said, forget all that, dude, I, and I just started, you know, I quit. Um, 
I actually got my first contract and then I quit. So I got my first contract and then I quit. That didn't close. And then I was like left empty hand that I was, yeah, so it was. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty rough. But I was like seven, I was like 17, 18. So I was, I didn't have a lot of bills. You know, right. I was still living with mom. So, okay, so it wasn't know. like life or death. No, nah, it wasn't life or death. Um, but I still had, you know, I still had a car, a car note and whatnot. Yeah. I still had my phone building, stuff like that. Regular bills that you have as a seventeen year old. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend that nowadays. No, that's not a smart idea now. Yeah, I feel but, that. Um, but yeah, man, that's uh, that's basically what happened at the beginning. So, um, with okay. my job, nine months later, I I actually got I ended up getting my first deal and and uh, yeah, things just went from there. So the, the describe like the how the first deal like the details of it if you don't mind. Oh, so at the yeah, to be honest, uh, kind of let me see. It was a Craigslist, so I was posting Craigslist ads at the beginning. I didn't have any type of marketing money. All I knew was um, post Craigslist ads and go on Zillow and call for sub by owners. And uh, out of nowhere, this dude here in Pompano, um, Pompano Beach, Florida. He's talking about, hey, I just, um, you know, uh, saw your ad. Um, uh, it says that you buy houses. Uh, come take a look at this one. So we went over there. Um, I got it for 50. I ended up selling it for 55. It was a little single family house. And um, here in Bumpin' will be like a 900 square foot house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, after that, um, you know, I ended up paying, I ended up paying a little bit of closing costs. Because of my buyer, he, he negotiated me down, so I, I walked away with like a little over um a little little over thirty five hundred. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that's that's the first deal, and things you know, it was tough after that. It was it was very tough after that, mainly because I didn't. I to be honest, I think I got that deal. God God sent that deal to me because I didn't. I did. I I think I maybe posted like three ads on Craigslist. Mm. I I wasn't doing a lot of marketing. I was just doing a lot of cold calling. Cold calling. Uh, yeah, for, for sub by owners. And I and I'm glad. And I, that's something I'm glad you brought up cold calling because that's something I definitely want to touch on. Because you know, on Twitter all the time, I always see people speaking on cold calling, saying like they trying this strategy or this happened and this happened, whatever. They always got crazy cold calling stories. So I'm like, right. a question I want to ask you is, what do you think are the the keys to successful cold calling? You gotta have good data. You gotta have very good data. Uh, you cannot go cheap on data. So, um, you, you mean you can go cheap on everything else, but you can't go cheap on data, and that's that's probably like the biggest key uh, to wholesaling, uh, to cold calling. I mean, um, I used to I used to generate lists off list stories and whatnot, and I, it would just be super um, super broad. I would get people that bought like two days ago, like two weeks ago, two months ago, and uh, we don't do that anymore now. So um, what we do is um, we target people that are uh, over that have over 19 year ownership mm. absentee owners and um and uh, absentee owners and owner occupants mm. so yeah mm. man i mean a lot of people don't do the owner occupants mainly because they're living in there but there's some people that they they their house might have been trashed or something they might have been broken in and they just want to leave and they never change their mailing address so um so that's yeah so we target those as well uh but yeah man that's um good data and um let me see what else. Probably an auto dialer. You got to get an auto dialer. Mm. Yeah, an auto dialer, man. You got to get an auto auto dialer. I use Zencall. Um, 
my mentors, they get they have a, a link where you could get it for ninety bucks a month. It usually costs like one hundred fifty bucks. I think it's like allindialer.com. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, because you're able to dial at a at a fast at a super fast pace. You know, because it's all it's a numbers game. I mean, mm-hmm. I think just yesterday, my my cold callers they did like sixteen hundred phone calls. You know, mm-hmm. you're not gonna get sixteen hundred. You're not gonna do sixteen hundred phone calls on your own. No, you're not. Nah, dude. Um, so it's a numbers game. Uh, you got to put out as many phone calls as possible, and um, and really, that's 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 the name of the game. Uh, you know, with anything, to be honest, with direct mail, with uh, with PPC marketing, bandit signs, it's all a numbers game. You got to put out a lot. It's not you're not gonna get you're not gonna make a hundred phone calls and you know you're not gonna do a hundred phone calls and think you're gonna get a deal. You're not gonna do that. It's not you know, it's not feasible. Well, it might it might be, but you know, it's not. The chances are super low. So, so yeah. You mentioned you have a team of cold callers. So what sparked that idea for you? And do you still cold call or you just let them do all the work? Um they cold call they cold call my the, the single family multi small multifamily list that I have. I, I still cold call myself, but I cold call like 10, 20 units, 30, 40, 50 units. Mm-hmm. I cold call the bigger deals because I don't want them to um, to go ahead and talk to these sophisticated investors. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because if they ask them a question, they're going to be look, left looking, you know, mm-hmm. um, professional or um, ignorant of the of some facts of real estate. So what I do is, um, you know, I, ha- I have them, I give them a huge list and I have them cold call, uh, you know, regular mom and pops owners and, um, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, we have four. We have four in uh, in uh, Colombia. Four oh, okay. Yeah. So we we outsourced that, and um, you know we um, I I really got that idea from my uh, uh, from my mentors in Arizona. You know, it's um, Carlos Reyes and Sal Shakir, the all in entrepreneurs. I went. I uh, you know I went to an event, a momentum event. Um, that's what it's called, momentum. I went back there in uh, February. And they really just gave me the whole blueprint of how how they built their seven figure real estate wholesale company, and um, you know we're just implementing, we're just mm-hmm. implementing everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 dope that you said implementing because like something I I speak on a lot, and I seen you speak on it too was like pretty much like automate creating systems, automating systems. So like yeah. how, that's kind of what that's kind of something like what you're speaking on right now. But how like. I already kind of know how you how important you think it is, but for the people who don't know, how important is that? It's important mainly because I think it saves you time. It saves you time and a lot of energy. And I think that's that's something that I wish I would have done as soon as I got my first wholesale deal. I probably would have I probably would have focused more on creating a system, uh, processes that give me deals at ease you know i don't have to go out there and chase deals because when i first got my deal i was running everywhere i was running everywhere looking for a deal i was going on appointments and you know craigslist facebook uh bandit signs um zillow everything i was doing everything and that's something that um that creating a system is is the state is gonna help you with you know when you create a system it it um it automates everything you don't have to go out there and chase deals the deals come to you you know, so that's um, so that's the importance of uh, of creating a you know creating a process and creating a business actually because that that's a business right there. Yeah. Uh, and nothing is wrong with being uh, self employed at all. I mean, I was self employed as a wholesaler uh, for a long time for you know two two years now, um, and you know it was tough. Mm. 
but but I think where I would have uh, what I would have done different is you know try to create actual operation from the beginning. That would that would have probably been my uh, that's something that I wish I would have done. But you know, mm. it is what it is. Hopefully, I can help somebody else. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just being so. all that process and uh, something else. I I seen you tweet. I seen you tweet. You were saying when virtual wholesaling. Find the buyer before you go and do the marketing, and I'm like, mm, that's 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 dope insight. So, do you mind going to detail about that a little more? So basically, um, to be honest, I, I only virtual hotel between Florida and and um, Houston. So when I was in Florida, living here, I was wholesaling in Houston. I was in Houston, in Florida. Um, if you're gonna buy, if you're gonna do a lot of marketing in a certain market. You're gonna you're gonna want to need a buyer. Basically, gonna be connecting the dots at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't go out there and hire a, a wholesaler. You know, look for wholesalers because you already got the buyer. So, um, so that's um, you know, that's that's why I said that finding the buyers is more important. I mean, you're basically just connecting the dots. Connecting the dots. Uh, at that point. Yeah, you're basically connecting dots. Now you're basically shopping for them. You're mm-hmm. shopping for the buyer. You let mm-hmm. them. You, you know, you you ask the buyer what what do you need, where, what area, what price range, and then you go out there and look for them. I did that. I did that once. Uh, I did that. I virtually wholesale where I'd never seen the property before in Milwaukee, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I did that one time. Uh, but after that, you know, I just started focusing in my area, you know, just concentrated on in my market. Um, you know, my mentors, they told me that you have to make at least $150,000 a month in your market in order to branch out. And I, I think that's, you know, I think it makes sense. I mean, you've mastered your market. Mm. So, then I think then it'll make sense to actually venture out into into other markets. So, mm. so yeah. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. I like that. And yeah. I want to also go into uh, Apex Home Solution. Do you mind uh, de- uh, detailing like what what your company is and what the, what it does and all that? For sure. Um, so Apex Home Solution is a real estate investment company. We buy, sell, uh, multifamily, single family land in both Houston and Texas. Um, uh, Houston and... Hell's gonna let it slide. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's uh, that's what we do, man. We do this mainly wholesale, you know? Um, mainly, that's that's our main goal. We have a lot of buyers and, you know, they mainly, they look for us, you know? Buyers, buyers know that we got the good deals and that's one of the reasons that, you know, uh, that we've gotten this far because we know how to actually analyze deals nowadays. Yeah. That's something that I didn't do that I didn't know at the beginning because I was just I was just throwing deals on the contract like left and right, <laughs> yeah, and I was throwing contracts. I was getting stuff on the contract left and right, and I and buyers would laugh at me and this and that. But now you know through failure you learn. So mm. uh, so yeah, man, that's what uh, that's what we're doing now. We're just wholesaling, just mm. wholesaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And uh, speaking on analyzing deals, getting data, and all those things, I know. So a lot of people. Like, I feel like that's something that a lot of times people don't talk about when they talk about when they want to get into wholesaling or they, they're about to start wholesaling. They don't really go over the importance of knowing how to analyze mm-hmm. the deal, the, por- the importance of knowing how to, you know, screen the data or whatever. So, All right. like, you know, say, do, 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 you, do you mind going over that, those two things? So, basically, um, you know, every market they have, every market has a certain return on investment that an investor wants to pay. Uh, for example, Florida, South Florida, it's a super saturated market. It's a it's a it's a buyer's market over here. So there's not a lot of good deals. And that mean and that causes sellers. I mean, that causes uh, 
buyers to accept a lower uh, return on investment. I mean, I'm selling, I can sell deals over here, 85% of ARV all day. Mm. All day, yeah. That's how, that, the, the lack of deals over here is, um, you know, it's, 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 it's real. Uh, but there's other markets like Houston where, you know, there's a lack of, um, how do I say it? There's too many buyers. There's too many buyers and, and uh, how do I say it, man? Over there, they accept like 25% return on investment, uh, 30% return on investment. So you got to get deals 75%, 30, 70% of ARV. But now we don't do that. We don't we don't analyze deal based off 75% of ARV, none of that. So what we do now is, um, what, the way we analyze it is we go ahead and find, we we go ahead and find the cheapest comp, compare, the cheapest comparable to the subject property that you're wholesaling. And we try to go under that. So... And we try to stay below that, below the cheapest comp. And um, that's, you know, I think it's much easier. It's much easier for us uh, to get deals that way. Because um, we already know what our buyers are going to be are gonna be uh, paying for. Right. Uh, exactly. So it's way much easier. Instead of just calculating ARVs and rehabs, we don't do none of that. We just go place off the cheapest comp. And it's so much, the process is so much easier. And, um and once, it, let's say, if we do, if they accept something that's below that comp, we go out there and we take a look at it. Then we estimate repairs and whatnot, and see if we could sell it for more than the cheapest comp, or do we have to be a little bit less than the cheapest comp? But they usually tell you that uh, within the first conversation. So, so yeah, that's a little bit of our uh, analyzing process because uh, this is you got to be super good at this. I mean, this is what this is what uh, being a wholesaler is about—just analyzing deals, knowing what a deal is. So you have to be on point with that. That's like the most important part right there. Because if you're not analyzing good deals, nobody's gonna buy from you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, man, that's um, that's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. And I, I want, I want, and the reason I want you to talk on that because, like I said, I feel like people don't mention that part enough about that because that's something like you know everybody kind of want to get to wholesaling now, but it's like it's if, popular. Yeah, because it's, it's real popular now. But if you're not like if you're not knowing how to analyze deals and all that and all that. I mean, it's like you, you're probably not going to have that much success within it. You know what I mean? Not at all. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> so, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And another thing I want to ask you, because I know you're a real estate investor also. So, my question was do you prefer investing or do you prefer wholesaling? Uh, for now, I prefer wholesaling. Okay. I'm selling 100%. The market is super, you know, it's if. So, you know, you don't know if it's going to go down, if it's going to go up. But I, I think, to be honest, I think wholesaling is where it's at right now. I mean, because I, I can make the same amount of profit that uh, that um, that a rehabber is going to make on a deal by wholesaling it in a faster amount of time and no risk. You got to think about that also. I mean, there's zero there's zero risk. There's no risk at all. What, you lose a contract then? You know, that's nothing. Right. Nobody's going to... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... Um, I think it's... Uh, I think wholesaling is... The name of the game. I mean, it's it's super cool, man. It's um, it's way. I think it's way better than rehabbing because there's less overhead. There's less uh expenses. Less out of pocket, out of out of uh, out of pocket money. Mm-hmm. spent wholesale. I mean, you know, wholesaling. Yeah. You know, so and yeah, man. This is uh, if you want to start off, I think wholesaling is the perfect thing to do because uh, it gives you a good idea of what a deal is, what a deal isn't, and um, so yeah, man. I definitely mm-hmm. do. Okay, and another thing I want to ask was like, let's just for the people that's going to hear this episode, that's thinking about wholesaling. They hear like they they hear a lot of information. Now they're like, mm, okay, so where do I start? Like, what's my starting point? 
what would you what would you say to anyone that's 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 listening and they're thinking about that? Okay, so if you were to start off right now, uh, you would probably want want to watch as many video uh, YouTube videos as possible because that's what I did. That's what I did about wholesaling. And um, once you got the whole technique under under wrap, you then go ahead and buy a list. You go on listsource.com, You buy you buy a list within your county. It's going to be from night. Uh, what, what do I say? You want you want the ownership to be from 1900 all the way up to like 2003, and then you're going to do two. Uh, Single-family residents, multi-family, whatever. Uh, Non-owner occupied. Um, absentee owners, of course. Uh, no trustees, no LLCs. You want to include both mailing and property address. And then you want to get a skip trace. Once you get a skip trace, you're going to go ahead and um, send it. And with skip tracing, I, I, I personally use need to skip. Need to skip is, um, I think it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good data. I mean, you, I, get it, I get it for like 18 cents a pop, but that's because I do a lot of, I, I do a lot of, uh, I got a big list, uh, but I think uh, if you do like a thousand or something like that, or uh, two thousand, I think it's like thirty, thirty-five cents. So I would get that skip trace, and then I would invest in an auto dialer, um, and I would start calling. You know, I would start calling immediately, and you know, start talking to people because the more momentum that you build up, the more faster it is uh, for you to get a deal. You're not going to build any momentum by just sitting around listening to wholesale, listening to wholesale, um, you know, <laughs> video, YouTube. You're not you're not going to do that. It's the action. You have to implement stuff you hear uh, and you got to do it as fast as possible. And that's really what separates some, um, you know, the one percent from the other from the other ninety nine percent people that implement, you know, you got to implement everything. Um Implement, um, yeah, man, that's 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 the key right there. So, yeah, I mean, I would do that if I was if like if I was brand new, I would do exactly just that. I would buy a list, I would get a skip trace, I would start cold calling, and um, and yeah, that's basically it. And then I would probably partner up with somebody that um that knows wholesaling, selling, that's in your market, that would um uh that has done deals, and you see and you know you see them around and whatnot, and let mm-hmm. let them know, man. Hey, I'm gonna bring you some deals, um, but let's partner up, you know. So I, I, would, I would probably just do that, but you gotta, you definitely gotta invest in that auto dialer. Uh, that's that's something that I would have done from the jump because uh, it saves me time, dude. I mean, I'm doing. If we could do, I think with auto auto dialer, we're doing like 100 phone calls an hour. Mm. Damn, yeah, we're doing so and, calls an hour. So imagine that. I mean, that's crazy. Because like you said, yeah. it like 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 you said, it's really just a numbers game. So the more the more right. call you, the more calls you're doing, the more likelihood you'll get more and more deals. And the less exactly. the less calls, the less like it's a numbers game, like you said. So that makes that makes a lot of sense. Exactly. That's yeah. the first. That's that's the first thing right there, man. Um, so it's a, it really is a numbers game. I mean, I I used to do ten phone calls a day, hundred phone calls a day, and I, and I would, you know, I would think that would, uh, that wasn't enough. I mean, right. I thought it was enough, <laughs> but it's not enough. You gotta you gotta create as many leads as possible. You know, mm. uh, for uh, put out as many offers as possible. At the end of the game, at the end of the day, it's all about how many offers you put out. Uh, because if you're not making offers, you're not getting anything accepted. And right. without get, not getting anything accepted, you're not going to get any deals sold. So that's so that's the end game right there. Making an offer. If somebody's interested in selling, even if they're asking, you know, talk other effort, dude, make an offer. It doesn't hurt to hear. It doesn't hurt to make an offer. So, yeah. so yeah, man, that's um, that's that's what that's uh, that's what how I see that. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Okay, okay. And do you think so? You think it's better to uh, if you if someone is starting, you think it's better for them to start in their market as opposed to doing virtual wholesaling? 
Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, in your market, if you have some, if if you have some money lined up, like um, if uh, you know, you have some money saved up and whatnot, I I think personally, I would probably get an, I would probably get a hire a mentor, like a wholesaler in your area mm. that's doing deals. You you know, give them some money. You know, have them have them um, have them help you with analyzing deals and um, going to appointments and whatnot. Uh, and of course, you, you're always still gonna want to do your marketing. Um, but that combination, that combination right there is going to, is going to propel you far. Um, I wish I, I probably, I probably should have done that at the beginning, but you know, it's, it is what it is. Now I'm, now I'm, you know, showing people how it's done, um, learning from my mistakes. Don't learn, don't learn from your own mistakes. Why would you learn from your own mistakes? That, exactly. it, it really doesn't make sense. So yeah, man, I mean, and I've done quite a lot of wholesale deals. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I got, I have the credibility to back everything that I'm saying. So yeah, man, um, that's probably something that, that, um, yeah, that's basically it, dude. Yeah. So um, we talked a lot about finding sellers and cold calling and all that, but how do you grow your buyers list? Like, what's your strategy for that? So the way that I grow my buyers, every, what I'm doing now is so much better. It's way <laughs> better. So every time we find a deal, every time we get a good deal and we know that it's a good deal, we go ahead and, and search, we go on the MLS and um, search up all sales transactions cash transactions within the past 500 days for similar properties. Um, if it's a single family house, you do it for all single family house within a mile radius. And then we contact the, the seller, the, the buyer's agent. And we do that. And, um, and yeah, we, we ask them, Hey, I got a deal over here on ABC. Uh, I saw that you, I, I saw that you sold your deal to a cash buyer. Are you, is, is he looking to buy more? So that's really what we do. And if you don't have MLS access, you could always go to Zillow. Zillow or Realtor, and you uh, you you press on the sold tab, recently sold, and you go back a, a year and a half or something like that, and um, it's gonna show you a whole bunch of comps, uh, a bunch of, a whole list of properties, and you want to find the ugliest ones because if you're gonna wholesale a deal, it has to be an ugly house. Right. You can't wholesale. So, um, so yeah, I mean, if uh, you go on Realtor or Zillow, you find a you you find the comps, uh, you find a, the ugly comps, and you just want. Then you call that buyer's agent or the one um, I'm pretty sure you can find the buyer's agent or or it might be the listing agent that you can find other. Either way, you got to find you got to find somebody involved with that transaction because they help facilitate your wholesale deal, your first wholesale deal. So that's one way. Um, another way would probably be if you if uh, me, we have I-95, the, the interstate. So. I, I, initially, I would go ahead and put up some bandit signs on the I-95, uh, the interstate freeway, and it would say, cheap house for sale, cash only, and then I would put a Google voice number on that, uh, on that, on that uh, bandit sign. And I, would, uh, and I would sit it there from Friday at 5.30 all the way up to Sunday, probably Sunday night, maybe like midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning or something like that. And I would just let it sit there, and then I would I would go pick it up, and then do it again next uh, next uh, the next uh, the next uh, following weekend. And um, because code code uh, the code enforcement people they they don't like bandit signs. You can easily <laughs> get fined over that. You know? I had a buddy of mine who you know he put out a lot of bandit signs over there in Houston, and um, one day he got a call from a, a, mo- a motivated seller, or, or so he thought it. They were, uh, and uh, when they told him to meet him at the house, at a at a house, 
and ended up being a code uh, a code enforcement official. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be super careful about that, and that's why I say doing it doing it on the weekend. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's that that is probably the best. And our our real estate uh, networking events mm-hmm. is probably the best way, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think those three three ways right there is perfect. Uh, the networking events, uh, the bandit signs on the freeway, and um, the MLS sold comps, finding the listing agents and whatnot. That's a that's a solid way to uh, to build a good buyer's list, especially at the beginning. So yeah, I, like, I like that, and I, and I lost I like the fact that you spoke on like for uh, like looking for pretty pretty much looking for homes that's messed up because I feel like a lot of new wholesalers <clears throat> like when I I see a lot of new wholesalers speak on this or looking for deals, I think they forget or I don't know, or they don't know that. You shouldn't be looking for properties that's that's you know that's well pretty much well dressed. That's just just being that's just been remodeled. It's like exactly. there's no there's real there's really no deal in that because the money's already been made if it's being remodeled. Exactly. So it's like you, <laughs> so it's like you you gotta look for those deals those what they call distressed properties. It's a reason exactly. it's a reason you look for the distressed properties as opposed to something 100%. that looks good. A hundred percent, dude. I mean, I think when I first started off, I was I was locking up properties that were remodeled. Mm. It's, pretty, it's pretty dumb in mind. <laughs> um, but that's 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 what happens when you know you don't have any guidance. And I was locking yeah. up properties, not ninety five percent of it, ninety percent of ARV and whatnot. Right. So this, what I would do, um, as far as that goes, I would probably look to see how long they've owned it. If they owned it for two years or a year, they're probably they're probably not interested in selling it at a huge discount. Right. But if they owned it for twenty years, thirty years, forty years. I think they'll be interested in selling it at, at a discount because mm-hmm. they, you know, it's uh, they they probably don't know what the market is right now and um, uh, you know the market values and whatnot and yeah, man, I mean that's that's one of the reasons that I that um that I said to I mentioned about the list source thing and the criteria, um, finding people that have owned the properties over twenty years, over nineteen years, something like that because those people are more interested in uh, selling at a discount and they, they you know they have a distressed property, right? Uh, people that just bought a house last year, I mean. They, their house is probably fixed up, you know. It's probably fixed up, or you have an investor. So it's either an investor or a, or a, a turnkey home, a turnkey investor, or a homeowner. Um, and none of those are gonna, none of those people are gonna give you a discount a deal. So mm, yeah. yeah. You gotta and, find it with a long, long, long term ownership. So. And you spoke, and you something you also spoke on a couple times was like guidance. So. I can tell you. You think finding having a mentor is super important. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, and I want you to. I just want you to speak on that a little more because I know some people they get hesitant on finding like on actually paying, asking for help and paying for it because they feel like yeah. Man, I can find out on my own. But I feel like the smartest people are the ones that don't have to learn from their own mistakes. They learn from other people's mistakes. Exactly. And they don't got to. They don't got to go through it. Exactly. They don't have to go through all the through all the frustrations and all the errors. That's why I mean, even I mean, I've done a lot of wholesale deals and even I'm looking for mentors. I'm still looking for mm. mentors. I, I preach so much about that because it's so important. It saves you time. It saves you time and energy. I just met I, I mentored this cat this cat over here in Houston. His name is AJ. And this guy, you know, he came to me like two months ago and I think we we closed on we closed on this wholesale deal like last week. It didn't take me two months to get a wholesale deal. It took me nine. That's because I didn't have any guidance. So mm. it really takes it, it. It really saves you a lot of time, a lot of a lot of time and energy. I mean, yeah, that's probably the, the, to be honest. 
besides the marketing, that's probably the first thing I would I probably would have invested in is a good mentor, somebody that you can actually that that can prove that they done done wholesale deals. You know, give me should be some addresses, something like that. Let me see your company, your website, something like that. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like, there's a lot of people that that wholesale and they're, they're not really doing any deals. So you gotta very qualify them, dude. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta screen them. Uh, just like I screen my 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 mentors, to be honest. Right, right, right. Uh, like I, I shit, I mean, uh, those those dudes, uh, Carlos Reyes and Sal Shakir out of uh, National Cash Offer and uh, and um, Arizona. I shit, I've been looking at those guys for a while now. And you know, when you post when you post so many checks, so many you know fifty thousand dollar checks, sixty thousand dollar checks, and post for office and whatnot, it 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 creates credibility, and that's right. uh, that that I look for in a mentor credibility. Um, if you could show me, a, you know, your operation and whatnot, and you, you know that you're actually closing deals, then you know, then there, then then yeah, man, that's uh, I would probably invest in that. Uh, that's like that, that's the first thing. That's the first thing uh, I I would have done different. Probably get a probably get a mentor. Mm. And so yeah. another thing, another thing I seen you speak on on Twitter, and I seen some people like they give you a little flack on it, but I like I love the fact that you said it when you said something about. Uh, being a, like uh having access to this network, but something have, you having to pay like a hundred and fifty thousand or something, and then people were like, yeah, 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 people were like, why, why would, why, it was like, why the hell would you pay a hundred thousand dollars to go into a, like a room with other people? But I, but when, when I seen it, I completely understood it off the jump. I'm like, people, okay. how could you not understand this concept? It's not about the money you paying for. It's having access to obviously, if you paying a hundred thousand dollars to get in a room with people, those are people. With influence, with probably power, with a with a uh, probably crazy access a to capital, of a wealth of knowledge. So it's like it's 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 just cra- it's it's easy to me. I I easily understood it, but a lot of I seen some people like what? So I want you to speak on that. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, there was a few people that gave me flack on that, but yeah. um, you know it is what it is. I mean, that's um. I think it's. I think it's, I, I, To be honest, I'm looking forward to to, to paying 150 thousand, 100 thousand, and to get in the mastermind group. That's exactly. uh, something of that Sean Terry is in, um, and uh, uh, another another big wholesaler over here, AC Ramos in Houston. You know, they're in that. They're in that. Um, that uh, boardroom mastermind, whatever it's mm-hmm. called. I'm not too sure what it is, but I got to look it up because I want to get in there. Um, and yeah, man. I mean, being surrounded by those type of people. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna push you, dude. They're gonna push you to get to to level up. Right. Uh, if if you got a hundred thousand dollars to spend just to be in a room with people, I mean, you, it, it must it must say something about you that you must be doing something good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Sean Terry was speaking about that uh, that that there was some dude in there um, that he was pushing out like three hundred thousand postcards a month. Three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand postcards mm-hmm. a month, and they were netting like around one point two million a month. And just wholesale transactions, yeah. So I mean, when I heard that, you know, I I immediately posted posted it on Facebook because that you know I like anything that comes in worth a value. I mean, I always post it on. I mean, on, on Twitter. I mean, yeah, I always post it on Twitter. And um and yeah, I do that, that. That inspired me, man. I'm like, damn, dude, I gotta get in there. <laughs> I gotta I gotta close more deals, man. I gotta yeah. get in there ASAP. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's important to be around um, influential people. Uh, for sure, because their energy rubs off on you. Yeah. I mean, I was uh, when I was young, um, I wasn't I wasn't around influential people, and that's why I wasn't doing good. You know, mm. I was around, I was around bad people. Right. Um, and um, ever since I switched my environment, everything's been perfect. You know, everything's been going well. So your environment really tells you a lot about yourself. Um, 
and if uh, and well, let me take that back. Well, kind, what kind of the people that you surround yourself with, not yeah. just your environment, but the the circle that you surround yourself with, yeah. it really does tell you a lot about yourself. And um, that's why I mean, yeah, man, it's uh, it's super important to be surrounded by those type of people. And that's why I preach about networking events, uh, especially if you're just starting off, man. Networking events is the go-to place because you're surrounded with a lot of people uh, doing the same thing, man, and it gives you and it um. It propels you forward because you hear their stories and then you get motivated and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, man. Um, I suggest that a lot, man. Get surrounded, a lot of good people. So yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Throughout yeah. this conversation, like it's very obvious you have like a real go getter mindset. And you know, like being an entrepreneur and a real estate investor, you know, you go through a lot of ups and downs, and you know, it's a lot of stuff that's gonna test you. So for you, like, how do you maintain like a positive mindset and like keep pushing through? Uh, I have a lot of faith. I'm a very, I'm a Christian, so you know, I'm um, God. I, I I always I have I have this tremendous faith that really doesn't let me get down. Hmm. Uh, and when you create when you create a, a a a mindset of you know pure faith and gratitude, it's impossible to feel down. Um, I mean, that's the only reason that I probably never gave up when I was uh, when I throughout those nine months of getting my first wholesale deal because I have this per- I had this faith that <laughs> it's you know it's uh it's unbelievable Keep you going. <laughs> yeah man I mean it's crazy how this thing works uh it, but it's is is it's true I mean and the law of attraction what that's <laughs> all the, all of that stuff really helped me uh keeping that attitude that hey man this is um if the process works I just got to keep going keep going and, uh, and uh and keep pushing forward i gotta have faith man and that's 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 something that i just kept uh, repeating in my mind throughout all the time till this day i mean because i'm still not at the position that i want to be you know i I know that there's 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 more you know i'm not going to sit here and tell you that i'm i'm at the best position ever because i'm not um i am am i doing a lot of deals i am doing a lot of deals but that doesn't mean I'm, i'm you know where i want to be uh and you know uh sometimes you get depressed um when you don't see instant results, um, yeah. but I would say keep that, keep that, keep that gratitude. You got to enjoy the journey. You got to really mm. enjoy the journey. Because I, to be honest, dude, I knew I was gonna be here. Wait, a long time ago, I already knew. I, I already had it in my mind. I already mm. knew, man. Hey, I, I told, I, I have it written in my books when I was like nineteen. By this time, by by the time I'm twenty five, I'm gonna be closing ten transactions a month. And I just kept writing everything down, writing it down every single day. And, you know, look where I'm at. I mean, I'm at, I'm only 22. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I jumped a little, you know, I got in a little bit early, but, but yeah, dude, I mean, that's probably, um, that's probably what I, what I would do, uh, if, um, cause a lot of things happen in life. I mean, yeah. um, always go wrong. Yeah, man, that's life. You gotta, yeah. but you gotta, you, you can't change, you, you can't, uh, you can't change your attitude at all. I mean, you have to have this gratitude, uh, attitude of gratitude mm-hmm. all the time. You have to be grateful that you're that you're um, that you're struggling. You got to be grateful for everything, mm-hmm. for where you live, your car, everything, your financial situation, everything at all. Because when once you do that, uh, God, God, He's gonna bless you more, man. He's, he's He looks at that and He looks how you deal with small stuff, and then He gives you bigger Big stuff. stuff yeah. Exactly. So that's how I see it, man. He gives yeah. you a lot more bigger stuff to deal with, and if you and if you act good with the small stuff. You know, he knows that you're gonna act good with the big stuff. So he's gonna keep, he's gonna keep blessing you, man. And um, that's uh, that's basically how you know I've gone through everything. Um, 
Because I've been through a lot, dude. I mean, I've been through a lot of, of you know, within business and personal stuff. I mean, it's it's been a hell of a ride. Mm. Uh, and that's really the only thing that's been really keeping me above uh, my faith and my gratitude. It's like a cloak. It's like a, a cloak of invincibility. Uh, I read a lot about the Warrior of the Light by uh, Paolo Paolo Coelho. Mm-hmm. And, um, he says your faith is your cloak of invincibility. Nobody could touch you. Mm. I'm untouchable right now, man. I feel like I feel like I'm on top of the world. On top of the world, I'm untouchable. Nobody mm. can. You can't. I'm, I'm, I'm untouchable, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, that's yeah. Uh, that's something that I would that I would keep practicing, um, especially in the beginning stage of investing and mm. uh, you know doing wholesaling. Uh, gratitude. Mm. I love I, I, lo- I love that mentality, man. And like all that you're speaking on, like what to me is really just how I see it is. It's really just controlling the controllables, like. All the other stuff outside of you, you really probably ain't got no control over that. But if you can control your attitude, your effort, all those things, that's all. You can control that. So exactly. as long as you uh, putting your best towards those things, yeah, you, you'll be good in my eyes. So I, I definitely like, and some people will see that as like, uh, you know, sometimes when somebody has an optimistic mentality, people see that as like, a, uh, they like, I'm trying to think of the word. They see it as like a fake thing. You like, like you like you being unrealistic or something. Mm-hmm. But in my in my yeah. head, I'm like this. It, it's not un, it's not unrealistic at all because you just don't have the same mentality, so you wouldn't understand it. Exactly. So yeah, they, they only understand from their level of perception. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, yeah, man. That's uh, that's a huge key right there. Yeah. Um, and actually having a good. I mean, even if some shit, you know. Good energy in total, man. I mean, I know I, I do a lot of. I know I talk a lot, a lot of real estate, but everything has started with the mind. With the mind, everything, right? everything. My life wouldn't be where it's at if I if it if it wasn't for my mindset. Mm. Um. So yeah, man. I think that's that's probably the first thing. I, besides the mentoring, <laughs> I keep going back. I would probably I would probably focus on my mindset. Mindset first. If you know you have and and you have to recognize it. You have to be very upfront with yourself, dude. I mean, I'm talking I'm talking about being very direct and very uh, putting a lot of self responsibility on yourself. Mm. Um, if something doesn't happen to you, I mean, it's because of you. If something happens to you, it's because of you. You did something that make it happen. You did something to not make it happen. That's how I see it for myself. And um, and yeah, man. I mean. Um, What's it called? It's all about the mindset, man. You got to start off with a solid mindset. You know, read some books. Yeah. I, I would probably recommend, um, what's it called? Uh, the Warrior of the Light, Paolo Coelho, uh, that Brazilian dude. And um, Think and Grow Rich, of course. Think and, Grow uh, Rich, yeah. yeah um, you know, and uh, Wallace D. Wattles, uh, The Science of Being Great. You mm. know, there's a science of being rich, but there's also a science of being great. Mm. Yes. Yeah, man, some solid books. Those guys are like from the 1900s. Right. Those guys are early 1900s, like the 30s. So this, these are like the original books that that started talking about success. And those same principles, I still apply. I still apply them every day. Mm. Um, so yeah, man, fix, fix the mindset is super important yep. uh, at the beginning. And uh, and yeah, um, yeah, man, I I, lo- I, lo- I love that mindset uh, talk and that and that and that accountability talk. Because, like, it's crazy. Like, 
Like I always say, like anything that happens in my life, I always take complete responsibility for it. Then I was exactly. thinking, I was thinking recently. It's funny. I was thinking recently to myself, like, man, I wonder why that is. Like, why do I do that? Because it, it could be something that it really didn't have. Like, I didn't have no control over it. But if, if I was a part of it, I'm like, all right, it's my fault. And I was thinking, like, why do I do that? Then I thought, like, damn, I remember when I was a kid, like anything that used to happen in my life, like if it was in school and I was getting in trouble, and it was like it was something I really didn't do. My dad would always be like, no, nah, this on you. You need to fix this. I'm like, what? I didn't do nothing. He was always like, no, nah, you need, you need, you know what I'm saying? This on you. You're responsible. You can do this. I'm like, what? And I used to be pissed. I used to be like pissed. And now I'm grown. I'm like, damn, he installed this like accountability thing in me no matter what. Like, it ain't going to be my fault. I'm always going to be, I'm going to always take ownership. But that gives you control. What he was doing subconsciously was giving me control. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm not no victim to nothing, to no circumstance at all. I'm controlling my life at all times. So now I'm like, damn, I, I really respect that. And I was, that, I, that gave me a lot of insight when I was thinking about it. Like, damn, this is why I think right. the way I think for real. Especially <laughs> looking back now. Yeah. You know? Older, I mean, same here, man. Because yeah. you know, when you start, when you start, um, um, when you start putting blame on somebody else, your brain stops working. Your yeah. brain working. Um, how do I say? It? Uh, it start. It stops thinking of solutions. Jesus, thinking of problems. Thinking of uh, problem solving solutions. Like, but when you put it on yourself, you could. You, you're stuck thinking, "What could I? What could I have done Different. for this not to happen? Yep. Uh, or for this to happen? What did I do?" Um, and that's, um, you know, that's a good, that's, shit, I mean, that's, that's probably the best thing <laughs> that, uh, that being self-accountable could, you know, could do yeah. for you. Thinking part, the logic, you start thinking, dude, and not a lot of, thinking is hard. A lot of people, yeah. a lot of people don't like thinking. Yeah. Uh, it's tough work. It's tough. You know, yeah, man, it's tough work. Um, but, you know, once you start developing the habit of, uh, self-accountability, it's, it becomes cake. So. Hey, it's crazy. Yeah. I didn't even know you were 22, man. I thought you was older. Nah, dude, I'm I, just... I swear, <laughs> yeah. I, bro, bro, no lie, I, I thought you was like close to close to thirty, bro. <laughs> bro. Yeah, bro, I don't know why, I don't know why, bro. I, I swear, I did. I'm like, that's when you said you was 22. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not a. You know, I'm not. I'm a young cat, dude. I just yeah, that, but that's that's, so that's mean. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's dope, man. Because you you doing so many things that people you know people your age right now they're not even thinking about. Not only, right. not only, not only are they not doing it, they're not even thinking about it. Like they mind is somewhere totally else. Where they like, but the, ten years from now they're gonna be like, damn, I wish I was doing, I wish I was doing all that when I was, you know, started at his age. So you're right. way ahead of the game already. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, I only got a couple more questions for you. But another one I uh, I had was that now that we know you're 22, I had, my question was, what do you see yourself five years from now, five, ten years from now? Where do you see yourself? I see myself closing like 200 transactions a month also. Wow. With like with maybe like 150 virtual assistants, maybe like 20 uh acquisition agents, a whole bunch of disposition agents and uh just really blowing this thing up, man. And uh only maybe like, you know, a thousand a thousand units or something like that. Um mm. I think big, man. I got I, I don't know, man. I think super big now that I that I put myself uh around these huge people. Cause I'm around a lot of a lot of heavy hitters, dude. I'm mm-hmm. I'm around a lot of 50, 60, 70 transactions a month heavy hitters, you know. Mm. And, um, this and this this goes back to the part about actually, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. And um, 
I wouldn't be thinking like that if I if I was surrounded by people, you know, just uh, just getting by or people. Yeah, man, I, I probably wouldn't be doing that. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, um, yeah, probably yeah, like 100, 150 transactions a month, something like that. Um, blowing up this wholesale uh, game, and um, yeah, probably owning a fuck ton of units. <laughs> Yeah, See, that, you thought about this because you said they answered that's, super that's what I was, quick. That's what I was about to say. And that, specific. And that's why I like asking <laughs> like people that question because cause I, I, I just like ga- gauging it. Because, you know, some people you ask and they'll be hesitant because they never right. really thought about it before. But, if, right. but but for the people that's really winners and that's really going to win, not only have they thought about that, they thought about 20 years from now where I'm going to be. Oh, yeah. 30 years from now, I know exactly <laughs> what I'm going to be doing 30 years from now. I already mapped it out, like how I want to live. So that's like so dope to me. And I really ask that to show people that if you're really about upgrading and leveling up, you already right. got everything mapped up. You already know what you want to do. You see how I asked him, where you see yourself five years, 10 years from now? It was no hesitation, no thought. He instantly spat out an answer, a lengthy oh, yeah. answer at that. You so have it, to. Exactly. You have to. Exactly. It's so necessary. You have to, man. You have to know exactly where you're going. Um, you have to put up. <clears throat> what I do is, um, I have a 10x journal. Uh, you guys have heard of Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone, right? yeah, Uncle G. So this guy, he came out with a journal, um, and I, at the end of the journal, I put in my 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 yearly goal, and then on my whiteboard because I have a whiteboard at home, I put on my five year goal. Mm. And uh, what you got to do, man, you gotta you gotta. You gotta really calculate it down to the T, man. You gotta, you gotta know by the end of this month, I'm gonna be doing this transactions, uh, this yeah. many transactions. I'm gonna be in this position by the end of the other month, or by the end of the year, and the end of two years, I'm gonna be doing here. So you really gotta have everything planned out. Um, but sometimes things change, so you can't really, um, you know, life. I mean, that's life, man. Things sometimes right. things go as planned, so you can't right. really stress yourself that much. But you do have to focus on what's uh, at the task at exactly. hand. Um, if I know if 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 I know that I have to knock out at least you know three hundred phone calls, I mean one hundred fifty phone calls to get one lead, and like twenty one leads is going to get me one deal. Then I know how many I, I know how many uh, I need by the end of the week in order to in order to get three deals, in order to get ten a month. So you got to really break down the analytics, dude. I'm super analytic about everything, man. Mm. And uh, especially with my goal setting and with my business. Um, and uh, yeah, man, that's uh, that's another thing right there, man. You got to be you got to be super. To be honest, you got to be super organized about everything, and especially about where you're going. Exactly. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, you got to keep it all on. You got to write it down. Yep. I think it's so important to write write shit down, man. I mean, mm-hmm. that's. Um, yeah, man, that's super important. So. <laughs> yeah, like like the late great Nipsey Hussle said, I gotta cross my T's and dot my eyes or I can't sleep well. You gotta have that map. You gotta know what you wanna do, man. And exactly. My, <laughs> and my, my and if, now you go, you go, you got it. And if you write it down, it makes it so much more vivid, man. More vivid, yep. Mm-hmm. More yeah, vivid. bro. I mean, happening. It's gonna happen. I mean, I had it. I had it written down in my notebook two years ago uh, that I was gonna do ten transactions a month. Look where we're at right now. Man. How many? How many? How many? Tra- how many? Uh, Deals have you done? Uh, I'd say like, man, I let me see, uh, it's a little bit over a hundred. Man, see, yeah, man. At twenty two years amazing. old, man. This, yeah, man. As long as you keep doing, you're gonna be over ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah hopefully, God willing, man. But uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah that's what it is, man. Yeah, man. But we we gonna uh, gonna get ready to wrap up. But before we wrap up, man, I just want to say. 
we definitely appreciate you coming on, man. Taking time out your day because I know you're busy and you uh on like travels right now and you got some stuff. Right. So I, I we definitely definitely appreciate what you're doing. Taking time out your day to come on the show, spit some gems, spit some game, chop it up with us, man. We definitely really really appreciate that, man. For real. For nah, real. I appreciate you guys, man. Yeah. It's a it's an awesome thing that you guys are doing for the community, man. With this yeah. uh, with this podcast, so I really yeah, do appreciate definitely, you. Definitely, man. And, and uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, man. But before we let you go, do you mind uh, letting the people know, like, where can they find you? They like all the things you're doing. They want information. They want mentorship. Where 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 can they find you? Right. Yeah. I mean, um, on Twitter, uh, I am uh, Willny Gafaro. That's W I L L N Y. G-U-I-F-A-R-R-O, number one. Uh, and I'm on Instagram, man. Uh, Will Gafar, my first name. So, yeah, man. Um, you can just you guys just reach me, uh, reach out to me on there. I, um, I'm not taking any more membership uh, people. I mean, I, I like uh, I like focusing on the people that I have because I want to build them up, you know, as efficiently as possible because my time is limited. Right. Uh, yeah, man. Um, that's pretty much uh, where you can find me. And, uh, yeah, reach out to me if you do have any questions or anything. So, most definitely, bro. Well, we appreciate you coming you. on, man. We're gonna have to do this. We we gonna have to make you a uh, a common guest with you being like, cause I, I want to see where you at when you twenty five. I want to see where sure. you at when you thirty. So I'm gonna definitely be keeping in touch with you, bro. Definitely. Uh, that was good, Xavier. I appreciate yeah. it, man. We appreciate really. you, bro. Talk to you soon, bro. See you, man. Yep. Well, that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets with uh, Real Estate Will. Like he gave his information for you guys that want to reach out to him. And uh, before we before we uh, get off on this episode, I want to let you guys know, for those who don't know, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller, Facebook Xavier Miller. Uh, Deanna, she's going to give you her info as well. And you can find me on Twitter at Deanna S. Kent. Uh, Instagram, I have two. You can find me at Deanna Kent or Kent Real Estate. Kent Real Estate, if you're in need of any real estate services or notary needs in the state of California, feel free to reach out to me on that business page and I can, you know, get in touch with you and do what I can to help. And uh, don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to the Millionaire Mindsets daily tech subscription, you can do so by texting at mmindsets to 81010. Again, that is at mmindsets to 81010. And, you know, we'll send you out those daily gems. Uh, Excuse me. Bless me. me. (laughs) But uh, that's all we have for y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening. See y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next, but I'm on the way. You ain't take risks cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. Oh, a lot of shit on the way. On the way.